0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Injured Reserve Podcast for your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. And man, uh, two days before Thanksgiving, I hope y'all are having a you know a great week and whatnot. Um, about to get stuffed up and whatnot, and just gonna be putting into a food coma and have a food baby. So I hope y'all are get ready for that and starve yourself to death all day, and then finally eat up. Um man, I just I don't know, I love November. Not you know <laughs> not just because I mean hey it's Scorpio season. Uh yes and my birthday is about two days away. And man, oh god, I can't believe I'm gonna be 26. Time flies like crazy. But nonetheless, birthday lands on Thanksgiving this year. I ain't gonna be doing a whole lot of a no- whole lot of nothing really. Just eat and then probably go to be in bed by like nine, ten o'clock. I got work Black Friday, uh, 6 a.m. comes early, but man, uh, nonetheless, I hope everyone's having a great, you know, uh, week, whatnot, and be safe Black Friday shopping, it's hell, I know how it goes, but let's, uh, let's stop with the bickering and whatnot, let's jump right into it, and so a lot of people aren't going to disagree with me and perhaps be pretty salty about this, but... um. We're, we're midway through the season of the NFL, right? Basically, eight, nine games in. And we basically get a pretty solid playoff picture of the AFC and NFC. And what, two, three teams are going to be looking like favorites of each uh, conference that's going to head to the Super Bowl. A lot of people are like are liking New Orleans. And a lot of people are liking my Pittsburgh Steelers. Which I'm hoping, but who Who knows? Uh, I still have my doubts cuz hey New England owns the AFC as far as my concern is. So but uh, with that being said um we get a look at the teams of how well they performed in players and how well they performed uh not just statistically but did they live up to the hype or their contract that they were given some you know some of the players that got their contract extensions are they living up to it you know if they aren't do they deserve as much criticism as they should? Or is there some red flags or are there some asterisks next to that particular player? Is the organization crumbling around him and he's not getting much help? Are they not giving him the tools to succeed? You know, uh, this and that, etc. But um, can we just stop with the explanations and the excuses for one Aaron Rodgers? You know, he finally got his big contract deal. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Stafford's second highest-paid quarterback, uh, quarterback in the NFL, I believe Matt Ryan is third. So when you look at you know those three players and their teams and the positions that they're in, you can't help but think, like to a certain extent, they wanted that contract, they wanted that money, and knowing damn well that the franchise, you know, you put a franchise like that into a particular situation where, you know, it's You have that mentality of my way or the highway, then okay, you got to realize that their resource for limited or their resource for expansion is going to be limited for talent needs. That's why Tom Brady takes pay cuts, you know. That's why, you know, that's why New England is consistent every single year. That's why you've seen them in eight Super Bowls since 2000, you know what I mean? So. It's just it's frustrating because a lot of teams, don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers, hey, in the wise words of Stephen A. Smith, he's a bad man, no doubt about it, but truth be told, hey, Green Bay, what they got with Aaron Rodgers is a Brett Favre 2.0. I mean, they're both, hey, they're both 6'2", 225, no lie, that's, uh, you know, comparison, that's exactly uh, what what their height and weight is, Uh, same for Favre when he competed, uh Favre's 11-time pro bowler, 3-time All-Pro. Uh Rodgers is a um he's a 6-time pro bowler, 2-time All-Pro, 2-time MVP, one Super Bowl title, Favre one Super Bowl title, 3 MVPs. I mean, look folks. We we can say this and that all we want. But when your team is 4-5 and 1 and it's just, he's four, Aaron Rodgers has four wins, no losses, one tie at home. He is 0-5 on the road. I get it. There was the Rams game where Ty Montgomery took the ball of the end zone and he fumbled. And that was crucial when it was like four minutes left against the Rams. I get that. But we can't blame every, we keep we keep coming up with these excuses for one player and we just keep pointing the finger instead of looking at the, the main source of reason here, so no doubt Aaron Rodgers is having a great season, but man, like, he's been given the opportunities to have these drives on away games, and now it's just he's not getting the job done. and Green Bay's third in the division, and one of the most pivotal uh predictions that I made this year and I was totally wrong and I feel like I'm not the only one but of the NFC North, the Chicago Bears are leading in first place. They are in first place in the NFC North. Vikings are in second five four and one. Lions last four and six. Bears are seven and three and hey we gotta be fair, like <laughs> they're five, bears are dangerous at home. If you weigh, I mean two and two, but at home they're dangerous. Ever since that Cleo Mac trade, man, Chicago is just—they're—they're they're a scary team. And I—I, I, you know, Mitchell, I'm gonna stay with my first initial uh, opinion on Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's not as bad as I thought he was gonna be. But, again, I don't think he's that guy to take the team to the Super Bowl. But, uh, nonetheless, I got to give credit where credit is due for Chicago. Their team has been playing. I would never have expected for the Chicago Bears to be leading midway through the season. Not in, a, not in a long shot. No way in hell. But they're getting the job done. Kudos to the coach and everyone else there. Uh, man. That Cleo Mac trade, that that was a steal. That was that was a steal of the year, no doubt. And it's showing. But um, Green Bay, they're four, five, and one. Most likely gonna miss the playoffs. Um, I mean, there's ten games left. They can go on a hot streak. They've done it before. Can they win six games? Yes. Do I think they're going to? No. Um. It's just, uh, it's tough. That's a tough position because you look at you look at the schedule. Minnesota's got to play them tough Sunday night. That's this upcoming Sunday. Arizona, they'll get the W. Um, but you know they they recently lost to Seattle, and you you look. So let's take a look at this, right? So the recent loss was against Seattle. You lose to New England, and you lose to the Rams. I'll give him a pass on that, but you can't lose to Detroit. You can't. You lose to Detroit or Washington. I mean, those are just come on now. All their all their wins, realistically, they're. I mean, their only real solid W of the season was against Chicago, and that was uh, that was the. Uh, NFL kickoff year, 24-23, you know, then they tied with Minnesota and then lost to Washington, and then the, they beat the Bills, but the Bills aren't, you know, they're franchises in shambles. I mean, last night's Monday Night Football uh, between the Rams and uh, the Chiefs, 54-51 was the final score, 14 touchdowns were scored, that was more touchdowns scored last night than the Buffalo Bills have scored all season in touch, Excuse me, in touchdowns all season. They scored 13 touchdowns overall for the season. They beat San Fran. Jimmy G was gone by that point. He tore his ACL, and then they still put up a fight. But Green Bay won 33-30. So, how many excuses we you give? You know, Aaron Rodgers here it's just enough is enough he had he had i mean let's take a look okay <clears throat> excuse me but it's just i don't know uh, seattle he had a chance to pull it off detroit he should have pulled it off so it's just those are two pivotal games right there. And hey, I mean, between them and the Patriots, that was just hey, that was uh that was a career highlight game that, you know, for Rogers, I mean Brady was the better man. It's it just shows Brady between those two, anyone could say anything they want. Brady is just the overall better quarterback. You could say you can bring up stats, this and that. You could say Rodgers is more athletic, has a better arm, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear it. If I want someone to start a franchise or lead the drive, it's Tom Brady. No doubt about it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I get it. The relationship between Rodgers and Mike McCarthy's iffy. But can we stop blaming Mike McCarthy? like, I mean, come on, like, since two thousand eight since two thousand eight, right? So let's see one, two, three, four, so he's been there for eleven seasons, and they missed the playoffs. One, two, three, four, they missed the playoffs they're got well, they technically speaking, they missed the playoffs three times, right, and I'm gonna include so four times I'm gonna include this season. I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year, and um that's when I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when Rogers got hurt last year, so I mean it's just. Mike McCarthy's a great coach, future, future Hall of Fame coach, and people don't want to give him the credit where credit is due. I don't know why, but is it a relationship like a Brady Belichick? No. Is it a relationship of a Sean Payton, Drew Brees? No. But Rodgers just – I don't know what that type of relationship was or is. I wish I could see more of it or uh, – uh, just see it firsthand. But Mike McCarthy is a great coach. I don't know why people harp on him so much. But <clears throat> but nonetheless, what Green Bay has is a Brett Favre 2.0. He's just more of an accurate quarterback than Favre is. I mean, Favre was just, you know, the old gunslinger, this and that, take risks. And that was fun to watch, no doubt. I loved it. But uh, I think at the end of his career, their stats will be, I will not say so much identical, but Rodgers will dwindle down and then he will have a similar completion percentage compared to Favre. <clears throat> Favre completed his career at 62%. And actually, Rodgers is at sixty one point eight. So basically, yeah, he's at. I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, I'm not taking any credit away from him. nineteen touchdowns, one pick. He's playing phenomenal. But when it comes to game winning drives, people say Rodgers is so great, this and that. Then you gotta win against Seattle. And by all means, I love Russell Wilson. So if you, if anyone's gonna lose to Seattle, then okay. I mean. It, winning at Seattle is hard, you know, uh, the so-called home of the 12th man. But Rogers is the Favre 2.0, and you know, it's just I I don't know what else to say. to Be honest with you, <laughs> I I like Rodgers, and I loved watching Favre. I hate Green Bay. I'm not a Green Bay fan by any means, but Rogers is fun to is fun to watch, and same as same for Brett Favre. But, man, uh, it's a Brett Favre 2.0. And y'all just got to stop blaming the coach so much. When it comes to certain drives and scenarios, you got to look at, you can't just look at the whole game and say, oh, Mike McCarthy coached a bad game. It's not always on the coach, you know. Like I said, everyone keeps bringing up Ty Montgomery Taking the ball at the end zone. It's like okay, but that was one game. One game doesn't equal it to four other games on the road. He's 0-5. And it's just man. Oh. (coughs) Excuse me. But all I'm going to say is I don't see Rodgers returning back for another Super Bowl. And everyone is saying Mike McCarthy's going to be gone, which I think is blasphemous because I don't think you're going to get a better coach than Mike McCarthy. And if they do let him go, someone's going to benefit from McCarthy. And um, I don't know. I don't know, because I think if Green Bay picks up another coach and Green Bay struggles again next season, or perhaps or perhaps they struggle two, or another season, because we'll give them a first season of leeway considering the fact that a coach and a quarterback, it takes time to develop a relationship in that type of manner, but... Uh, I don't think, you can't, you can't ask for any anything better than Mike McCarthy. But, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break, and you are listening to Inter-Reserve Podcast. Well, as I said before, and I'll say it again, as we're midway through the NFL season, we start to see things pick up and see who are the favorites for the NFC and AFC when it comes to the playoff picture, who we'll see for the conference championships and Super Bowl contenders. But with that being said, the the common discussion that's going on nowadays is uh, who's the MVP favorite. And I said last week, I still like my favorite for Drew Brees. Uh, New Orleans, uh, scary good nine and one. Same thing for Kansas City, uh, nine and two with the recent loss last night against the Rams. Patrick Patrick Mahomes, man, that kid is uh, he's something else. That's all I can say. Six three two thirty, just uh you know the perfect the perfect uh body for an NFL quarterback. Um, thirty seven touchdowns, ten interceptions. It he's on pace for at least forty five hundred yards this year. He's at three thousand six hundred and twenty eight. Possibly if I mean, man, if he has another big game like he did last night, he could go for five thousand. He's at sixty seven point five percent. Drew Brees is at seventy six point nine percent completion percentage. Like, no, <laughs> It's almost like a Madden video game. It's just, it's like someone took the sticks, put the difficulty on rookie mode, and just started lighting it up. Cause that's what it looked like last night as well. Uh, But, uh, man, it's just, Breeze, he's, he has 2,964 yards. Uh, He, most likely, you know, he'll hit, he'll hit 4,000. Probably. Forty-five hundred, somewhere around there. If I could see him having another big game or two before the season's out, and man, it's uh, just—it's a feel-good story, I think, for a lot of people's eyes, especially me. Hence why I'm kind of pulling for Breeze, and he's six foot, two hundred nine pounds. He's always been the just. Out man kind of guy He's always been the underdog He's he's never, he's never not a big quarterback Six foot's not big uh, He's always been undersized He's always been kind of casted out Ever since when he got When he went to the Chargers And they didn't They didn't like him so much So they let him go And he went to New Orleans And the rest is history <laughs> Excuse me And you know they win um, They go out and win the Super Bowl and, uh, man, I just, I don't know, um, 77, he's basically throwing 77%, that's just, that's just, that's out of this world, like, I, I don't know many quarterbacks that can do that, man, <laughs> not a lot of quarterbacks, I, I don't know who else can do that, not even Brady, and I consider Brady the GOAT, but I always said, if Breeze wins another Super Bowl, then you can put him up there for the GOAT discussion, Um, cause he does, I mean, he, he has a lot of accomplishments, you know, and, and stats wise too, uh, 11 time pro bowler, he's got a super bowl, 2004 comeback player of the year, one, uh, he's all pro once, uh, but man, Mahomes, that's a good kid too. Uh, he's young, talented, bright future. Kansas City's that's their franchise, man. They gotta uh, their franchise looks great for the next decade. Uh he broke the Monday night football rec Monday night football record for most passing touchdowns with six. And that just that's such an eerie thing. Like if someone told me, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw six passing touchdowns and they're still gonna lose the game, I would I'd would say you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're in the nut house like there's no way but Jared Goff he's an, another great quarterback that Rams I mean Sean McAvee what he's been able to do with that team and what they've been able to overcome uh just constantly back and forth back and forth back and forth it's just ah uh, man it's just I don't know <laughs> it was a fun game to watch uh do, of course, defensively, it's different. It's not the same 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Uh, or not even close 20 years ago. Um, man, I, I was watching uh, Any Given Sunday, that movie of Al Pacino and the young Jamie Foxx. Man, <laughs> there was a scene. Keep in mind, this movie was made in like 98, 99. There was a scene in the movie where Jamie Foxx plays a character as a backup quarterback named Willie Beeman. Well, you know, the premise of the movie is basically a a veteran old quarterback, I believe, was played by Dennis Quaid. Uh, He gets hurt, and Jamie Foxx's character takes over and ends up leading the team. And basically kind of into a comeback story, I guess you can say. Anyhow, there's a... There's a scene in that movie where Jamie Foxx gets rid of the ball in time. And maybe two, three seconds later, he still gets leveled like that. And it's just like, man, the game was so much different back in the day. 20 years ago, it was a lot more different. It was a lot more uh, brutal, a lot more harsh when it came to the defensive side of the ball. And now you even got guys nowadays that are sacking the quarterback bar, letting go too soon because they are so paranoid of getting a flag. And so it's just, that's the sad thing about it. And I always said, I get what they're trying to do when it comes to the concussion protocol, but sometimes players are going to get hurt. That's why they get paid to do what they do. You know, but um, that's a discussion for another time. But nonetheless, I'm still sticking with my man Drew Brees. Um, I just think you know you take Drew Brees out of that equation there in New Orleans, and yeah, Sean Payton struggles. You know that's just that's just my opinion on the whole thing. Um, if you take Patrick Mahomes out of that out of that equation, I think Andy Reid Andy, Andy Reid does a better he has a better scheme for that team than Sean Payton does from New Orleans. That that's that's the better way of putting it. Um I'm not don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from Sean Payton. I think he's a great coach. Um Hall of Famer. Uh same can be said for um Andy Reid. But um I just don't think um I just when it comes to scheme of things, Andy Reid will have a better Better hold of things for Kansas City than Sean Payton for New Orleans. Because, um, I don't know. Once Jubilees retires and Sean Payton decides to stay, I think he struggles. But who knows? I could be wrong. And I've been, I, I clear, I've been, I've been wrong on several occasions this year. I think I've been wrong more than right, uh, to be honest with you. I was definitely wrong about Chicago, no doubt, no doubt about that. And, um, but overall I think I I just look at it from a perspective like if you take one player off that team who you think is the MVP do they you know do they struggle so yeah um, I definitely think Breeze is more vital to that offense than Patrick Mahomes is to Kansas City but uh, man nonetheless um, if Mahomes win it I'm not I won't complain (laughs) You know, because he's just he's playing lights out. But man, when you, when you just man, both both of her stat sheets, both of her resumes are phenomenal. But 25 touchdowns for Breeze, 37 for Mahomes. But 77 percent completion percentage compared to 68. That's just 77 percent. That's just unheard of. I. It's just man. I don't know, (laughs) I I don't know, but uh, with that being said, um, like I said, I still stick with my man Breeze, I think he wins MVP, and um, yeah, but with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break, and you are listening to Injured Reserve. Welcome back. This is injured reserve. So, as we all know, um, this is the for most for most uh, teams in the college football. This is uh, the final week. So, a lot of big game rivalries, uh, especially one significant one, college game day is headed to. Excuse me, Columbus, Ohio. As you all know, the game. Uh, Number four, Michigan versus number 10, Ohio State. And as we all know, um, Ohio State has owned Michigan for the past couple of years. Uh, They have been more competitive ever since Jim Harbaugh stepped back into the spotlight uh, for Michigan. Uh, Brady Hoke did get one W during his area against uh, Ohio State. Uh, of course, though, that was during an era where Jim Tressel was ousted out by Ohio State during his little scandal and Ohio State had a had a rough year where they went six and six or something around that line. It was like 2012 somewhere around there but nonetheless um this is uh I'm nervous man being a Michigan fan um, a couple of the games that you know me being a fan for my Pittsburgh Steelers. The games I'm always nervous for is Baltimore, you know, for when it comes to the AFC North rivals, that's the game we look forward to. Yeah, since in Cleveland there are rivals too, but nothing is more uh, nothing is more of a rivalry in the AFC North than when it comes to the Steelers and the Ravens. Um and there's just uh, so much anticipation. It's just uh, you know what to expect. It's going to be hard-hitting. There's going to be some Bitterness and some trash talking between both of those teams. Man, from the year when I was in high school, it was just. Even now, Baltimore's defense is pretty still solid, and Pittsburgh's defense has improved over the past couple of weeks. But both their defenses were scary good 10 years ago when, you know, Terrell Suggs was in his prime, Troy Powell, Malu, James Harrison, Ed Reed. Uh, Ray Lewis, you know, f- players that uh, future Hall of Famers from both teams on the uh, defensive side of the ball. That was uh, those were fun games to watch. It was gonna be a defensive game, you know. and the final score, it was gonna be like twenty one sixteen. It wasn't. You're not gonna expect a Monday Night Football shootout between those two, like you know, like we saw with the the Rams and the Chiefs last night. So when it comes to rivalry games, like. Michigan Ohio State hey, I always get nervous same thing applies you know when we face Michigan State Penn State uh even Wisconsin um, I do believe uh the big advantage Ohio State has is their uh the quarterback scenario they do have a better quarterback Shea Patterson's a decent quarterback but he's nowhere near the level of Dwayne Haskins the sophomore 63 220 Man, he's just crazy talented kid. Um, he's throwing 60, he's throwing for 69 percent, 36 passing touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Um, he's good, he's great. This is definitely by far Michigan's gonna be bi- toughest test of, of the season. This is the game that they have to win. Jim Harbaugh has to be on his best behavior for this game. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's just when it – overall, Ohio State ranks second in the nation. Uh, They average over 540 yards uh, per game. Um, They're closing on uh, 6,000 yards total. The only team that they're behind is uh, the Oklahoma Sooners when they go into shootouts. And uh, Ohio State got into a shootout – Last week with Maryland, and both of those teams put up 50 or 40, 50 plus points. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's, i um, really interested. I know it's just, it's gonna be interesting to see. Ohio State, second best offense in the nation versus uh, Michigan's. Uh, they're ranked number one in the nation defensively. So uh, Michigan, uh, offensively, uh, not the greatest. Um, when it comes to in the nation, uh, offensively, I mean, uh, I believe uh, Michigan they are ranked around. Uh, excuse me, I just had it too. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong stat line. Uh, Michigan's ranked 47th in the nation, so it's not. Terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. Uh, it's it, for a team ranked fourth in nation. It shouldn't be forty seventh. It got to be at least ranked in the top thirty. Um, but yeah, uh, this is definitely gonna be the the toughest test of the season. Uh, if Michigan, did, I mean, man, this is it. This is uh, everything Michigan worked for. It'd be all. It'd be all for nothing. Uh, Ohio State knows that because they're out. Of the, they're gonna be out of the college football playoff. Uh, I believe if it does come down to it, it's gonna be Clemson, Bama, Notre Dame, and uh, uh God, uh, possibly, possibly Oklahoma. Um, so who knows? But uh, Michigan has to get the W, no doubt. Um. I'm. I'm. All I could say is I'm nervous, but I. I believe it's. Uh, I. I believe the game's gonna come down to 28-24. 20, Not too sure who's gonna get the W. Uh, they always say defense wins championships, and so me, you know, being a fan and being biased, of course, I'm gonna stick with my Wolverines. But I honestly don't know who's gonna get that W, cause it's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. Uh, Ohio State. Their deep now. Their defense for Ohio State is it's not what it. Uh, it's always been a struggle for them. Uh, they've they've given up a lot of points this season for, especially for you know just for Ohio State. Um, uh, for they're ranked 69th in the nation for uh, defense. So I don't. I Shea Patterson's not that great. But against a defense that's ranked 69th in the nation, I don't expect him to struggle either. Uh, he gets the job done for Michigan. Not so much like a Dwayne Haskins stat, stat line. But um, Shea Patterson It's um, 18 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, throwing, 60, throwing 66%. Uh, it's, that's all I can ask for. I'm happy with that. And realistically, like he's only out of all the games this season he's only had two bad games. And the one of them was just recent against Indiana. You know, Michigan was kinda I think they're getting the jitters a little bit. They're overlooking, of course, for this game. They were able to pull it off thirty one to twenty. He He threw one touchdown, one pick, and he threw for 57%. And the other bad game was against Michigan State, 56%. And he threw two passing touchdowns. So even then, those, you know, two bad games, um, overall, he's, you know, he's successful. He he gets the job done. He doesn't turn over the ball. That's all I can ask for, and I'm thankful for that. Or he doesn't turn over the ball as much. So... um, I'm thankful for that but Dwayne Haskins is a bad kid he's a sophomore he's young um, not as mobile uh, it's, it's Shane Patterson's perhaps a little bit more mobile than Dwayne Haskins but uh, this game, overall this game's going to come down to the coaching this is going to determine you know one has a great defense one has a great offense and it's going to come down to who's the better coach uh, you know, is this going to be the uh, significant moment where everyone sees that Urban Meyer just has Jim Harbaugh's number? Or is this the turning point? Is this the significant game where it's a turning point for Michigan? Uh, for, you know, and that Urban Meyer might be on his way out. Sources are saying that. You know, with recent scandals with the assistant coach of this past year and whatnot. And, um, apparently there's uh, rumors that the assistant coach that got into some kind of argument with one of the players said some racial slurs, and, uh, Urban Meyer knew about it. So who knows? I don't know. There's a lot of if ands, or buts, uh, about this, this whole scandal. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm not gonna get into it because one, it's, it's I'm not gonna get into something that I don't have any reliable sources on or if, if they're accurate. But overall, um, this could come down to coaching. So Jim Harbaugh has to bring his best game, and uh, there's gonna be a lot of viewers watching this one Saturday in the afternoon. So, but with that being said, I appreciate y'all tuning in to Injured Reserve. Um, I hope everyone has a uh, happy Thanksgiving, and um, yeah, everyone have a safe weekend, safe shopping for Black Friday, and um, I will talk to y'all next week. This is into Reserve with your host, me myself and I, Mitchell Anderson. God bless.